Sorry, I'm processing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have the latest iOS update uh-huh. in my brain right now. <laughs> but we are now post match. Oh my gosh. What's the feeling? There's a lot of emotions, but hi everyone. Welcome to Bundle of Hers. We are in the virtual studio. We being me, Lena. I'm here with Lean and Ha. Hey. Um, so we are post match. Yes, you are right, Lean. And I matched into Obi-Gyne and I will be heading to Philadelphia to work at Einstein. Yeah, and I matched into pediatrics, and I will be heading to the Bay Area to work at UCSF. So proud of both of us. So excited. You know, we're both kind of relocating from Salt Lake City to different places, and Lean you did the relocation when you moved for residency. I guess first move that I can think about is like moving to Utah from back home, I guess, for undergrad and then moving to Salt Lake. And that's just like separate from where my family is in Logan. That's kind of the big move that I've done in my life. And I don't know, it was obviously like a major shock, major change, but there was a lot of always worry about community and finding people and having people around me, you know, for both instances, it was kind of easier to do an undergrad because I was with my family and I kind of had family friends as well. But the move to Salt Lake, it was kind of a lot on my own. And so a lot of that community I had to work for and find. And it took a while, but eventually I got there. But now like thinking about like my move to Philly, it's a whole other change that I'm kind of (laughs) starting to like think about and worry and being nervous about. You bring up some really good points because I mean, I moved for medical school. It was still within the state and then matched took me all the way across the nation. And you're going from a completely different environment that you've studied so hard to work into and get grades into and know how to work with that patient population, that team, that hospital. And now you're going to be thrown into a whole new system, right? So I matched in 2020. And that was, you know, the wonderful year of COVID. There was no communities, there was no support, isolation was big in and outside of the hospital, among the community in society, this was a huge thing we were all tackling, right? I mean, at first, I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm gonna be drenched in work. It's like, whatever. But It started showing even within our residency class how important it was to have those connections, to have that support system, to have those community networks, right? Even our program director was like, how do we fix this? How do we get this class, the specific class of COVID, to get that network going? Because residency is not like medical school in the sense that, okay, yes, you are in the hospital, but one, you're actually taking care of patients. The learning curve is not like steep. It's a straight line up, right? Like that's how I'm going to describe it. Um, you are, have to be quick on your feet. You're learning. You're trying to mold into this position and into this environment and get to know all these new people and everything like that. In some ways, it's such a wonderful challenge. You find yourself growing so much and you start seeing yourself like forming that personality of who you are going to be as a doctor. And furthermore, and I think that stuff is so fascinating. You start to see it and you're like, wow, I can't believe that's me. But at the same time, you start realizing like there are things that you need that support for. And especially during COVID when even co-residents weren't necessarily talking to each other that much, you really found yourself isolated. And so during the last two years, I really decided it's time to build these networks. It's time to get out of this bubble. It's time to 
you know, we're not all just medicine. I know on this podcast, we've talked about this several times that we are not all just medicine. We are holistic people. We come from different backgrounds, different ambitions, different hobbies. And so the last two years where I feel like I was so drenched in that work of one, the curve of being a resident to COVID, I was like, it's time for me to find myself again. Don't just stick to your community of the hospital, but find your community outside the hospital as well. Find that support system. I know oftentimes in the last year I've been saying, man, sometimes I wish I matched closer to home because I need that support. But I don't think that's necessarily a reflection of where I matched. That's more of a reflection of it's been now three years and I'm trying to now start to find that community. Yeah, I think moving, it's kind of interesting whenever I think about the move and thinking about trying to find community. Because for me, like this might seem like it's going to be the first big moves for me. But in actuality, I kind of moved a bit bigger for a portion of my life away from like my home base of community of Salt Lake. So for undergrad, I actually moved to Boston. And so for me, going to the Bay Area actually feels a lot closer to home, a lot closer to like my base. But I am still really scared about going out to residency because of the fact that, as you were alluding to, Lean, that residency is just a very different life and a very different style and a very different communities than the community that you might see when you're 18 years old. You're moving to an undergrad location. Everyone's on on-campus housing. Everyone wants to meet, make friends when it's orientation. But when you are now like at this point, and this was something that I also felt because like going to school in Boston and then going back to school in Salt Lake City, by then I really did feel like unlike a lot of my peers who had gone to like a lot of the Utah schools and like had already had friends from undergrad going into medical school, I also felt like I had to rebuild a community again within medical school. And I feel that in medical school, it was just a lot harder than it was in college, even though I was situated right at home versus in Boston, I was very, very far away from home. And I think it's just because we all like at different points in our life, there are a lot of different priorities and relationships also look very differently. And that's something that I'm very fearful about with residency. Like when I was like looking into residency places, it's kind of funny, but as a single person, I was programs that said, oh, we only had three single person per class really freaked me out because I just thought, are these people going to let me third wheel them? Am I going to be fine, like a community of people who want to hang out with me? Or am I just going to be sitting alone and sad? But hearing what you said, Lean, about looking for community even outside of the residency bubble is super helpful and a really good reminder that even though like residency makes it feel like we have to be besties with the people within our cohort, we can definitely make friends and build connection outside of that cohort too. Yeah, I feel like when I was looking at just kind of throughout the application cycle and looking at different places, different programs, big part of it was kind of the city and the community in the city and not necessarily the community like in the program, like my co-residents. And I feel like that was a big thing that at least like I was paying attention to because I did want more of that community like around at least um, people that I could connect with on a lot of like my other identities other than medicine. Right. And I feel like we've talked about this lean about just kind of looking for like more Palestinians around us and more people that we can kind of share that identity with. And so I was looking a lot of places that were just had bigger cities, those bigger communities. 
it's like one thing to kind of find it in like around the residence, but it's, I feel like a whole other thing to have it around you. And like, cause yeah, we are not just kind of, I mean, a big part of our time is going to be in residency, but I think it's very good to also remember that there is that life outside that. And there are people like outside that, that we can connect with. And, you know, coming off of that point, okay, I'm not saying, you know, we are completely obsessed with validation, but at the same time, validation is a very important aspect of trying to get through such a difficult time, such as residency. And sometimes when working in a hospital, and I can, I mean, from my EM experience, nobody likes the ER, right? We're the people who give you all the work. We're the people who consult you in the middle of the night. So nobody likes the ER. And I think, you know, once you go through such a trying time, like COVID plus residency, plus moving out to the middle of somewhere far away from your base support system, you start to almost forget how much you've accomplished, what you've gone through to get to this point. And so when you find your community outside of the hospital, these are the people who don't necessarily know this, the cultural systems within the hospital of, you know, like consulting and all these like little minute things. But these are the people who just look at it from like a thousand foot pole and are like, wow, like you're a freaking doctor. And I can tell you that just seeing that from your community, from your outside community, that perspective, that validation really, you know, lights you up again. And you're like, this is what I'm doing it for being, you know, minority, underrepresented, being people who maybe just don't, you know, necessarily think mainstream thoughts to get to this point and to get that recognized, especially by the people that have supported you before you were a person of the hospital is very validating. It really helps target that burnout that you feel when you're bogged down and you're like, man, why am I getting yelled at again by a consulting service? I hope none of us get completely yelled at. But you know, (laughs) the culture is there. The culture is there. It's the nature of the work. It's the nature of, you know, the stress we are under. And so it's good to find that support outside. I also find like support from outside also helps keep me really real and keeps my like perspective a lot bigger. I think that sometimes because I even notice this when I ever like get meals or talk with friends who aren't in medicine, whether it's like with Salt Lake or Skyping or I'm not Skyping anymore because now we just FaceTime and Zoom, um, <laughs> FaceTime and Zoom them from like my long distance college friends. And one of the things that I really appreciate from them is that they sometimes when I say stuff and I just see the look of confusion or the look of horror in their eyes, it helps keep me real. And it also helps keep me humble and it helps me not get lost in the frenzy of medicine because I think one of the things about the medical community is that it can suck you in and it kind of creates a little hive mind sort of deal where you kind of are in this like hole in a sense of a certain way of thinking. And when I get out with other people and like meet other people who approach things differently, it helps remind me that there's so much more than those hospital walls and that there's so much more to me and there's so much more that I need to recognize. And it helps me be a more like fulfilled person. It absolutely does ground you 100%. Yeah, I feel like it increases that pressure. Like when you're focused on just the community in medicine, it increases that pressure to have like your identity be solely about medicine that can lead to burnout really, really quickly. Like it just kind of, oh, like this is the only thing I'm good at, or this is the only thing that could bring me joy. And we all know that medicine is hard and there's going to be a lot of like hard days and it doesn't necessarily, like we've said again and again, have to be just about medicine. And I feel like I've done that, like even just starting medical school here, I think there was a lot of pressure initially that my community has to be like my medical school class. There's always that pressure, like even just thinking about first year of residency, I already feel a little bit about that pressure, having that community be my co-residents. But 
even just remembering how I progressed through medical school and how I like or how I started making a lot of those connections that were outside my class and whether still like in other classes or even beyond that, just like outside people in the community. Like, yeah, it did ground me. It did kind of remind me of what I am and who I am as a person, a lot of other things that I love and enjoy and um, feel like healing with and like feel safe with. And it also just kind of reminded me of why I'm doing medicine and my passion in medicine as well. And it's also one of those things that I feel like I get really anxious about a lot of things. And even during like the whole match process and like trying to figure out rank lists and then trying to figure out a lot of these things. I remember going to a lot of meetings with people to try to process and figure it out. And I just unveil all of these anxieties, including one of them is like trying to find community, trying to find my people. One of the questions that one of my mentors always like to reflect back on me was he always liked to ask, did you feel this anxiety before starting med school? And I would always just pause and look at him and go, yes, I felt all of these anxieties that I've told you. I remember the first day of med school before transitions to medical school, I was calling one of my best friends from college and I was freaking out and I was going, I don't know if I'm going to make any friends. I don't know if I'm going to fit into this Utah culture of I love to be outdoorsy and I love to ski. I don't really know if I'm going to find my people, especially in a very otherwise like pretty homogenous like state. So yeah, so I always feel these anxieties. And truthfully, like for the first half year of the first year of med school or so, I really did not think I would find my people within the medical school because it was really hard to connect to people. And then naturally, like as I gave time, things just happened and I just slowly like gravitated. And I think this is something that I try to really hold on to me is just like that reflection of I'm coming back in with the exact same anxieties I had coming into medical school, coming into college, and it all eventually works out and trying to find strength from that too, as I think about building like new communities. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I think growing up, we were always ambitious. Clearly, we, we went through medical school. We're now going through residency. We definitely had some sort of ambition, <laughs> whether to start or if it's still there. But I think a big part of it was, for me at least, growing up was friends, like support system. These things come secondary to me doing well in school. Then I finally hit medical school. And I remember her, I told Harjeet this and she just, to this day, she will not let it go. But it's kind of a joke running between us. I remember walking into medical school and saying, I'm not here to have friends. I'm here to do good. She has told us this joke as well. <laughs> She's lasting you know? already. <laughs> that's kind of like the culture I came from where it's like, like friends are a distraction, right? And so then my mind was like, I'm not here to be distracted. I'm here to be a doctor. I'm here, you know, and ironically, I found my sisters through medical school, right? And they're the closest people that I've ever been close to. And so, you know, starting residency, I approached it a bit different. And I actually went the complete other way. And I was like, I'm here to try to get to know everybody at some level, which, you know, in the East Coast, people thought that was super weird. <laughs> I got that okay. a ton. Yeah, that feedback was, I got a lot of that feedback first and second year was like, you really like know a lot of people. And I was like, I feel like at the end of the day, everybody had some difficult journey to get to where we are. And so why the heck are we just like greeting each other, like, you know, working bodies and leaving, like, we should be able to function as humans as well. That first month, I remember my chief, um, he said, the first month is you to get to know people, just go around, get to know people and get to know your staff, get to know your nurses, get to know your team. 
just get to know people and let them get to know you. And, and that really set the basis for a much easier, a much easier system going through residency in the first place. You get to commiserate with people much easier. You get to know people on different levels. And hey, sometimes they like network you outside of the hospital and then you find people outside of the hospital. So I think that would be my biggest advice there. I love all of your wisdom, Lean. Thank you for just <laughs> showering it with like trial by fire, <laughs> but it works. I think I don't know. And sometimes you need to go back to your old support system. I think third year, man. I think it was just like you know, short staffing, healthcare crumbling. Sometimes you're being yelled at by people. People don't necessarily understand our field. You know, there's a big mistrust of physicians nowadays, right? I ended up going back to my support system for medical school. I talked to Harji. I talked to Margot. It almost just kind of resets you back to that time when you were a med student. And you kind of talk through that. And then you outreach to people even before that. Sometimes even just like sitting down and looking at your resume. I know that sounds so weird, but like I looked at my resume and I was like, I did all this. Like, I feel like this was a whole different life ago, right? Yeah. These systems, these networks, these things that you need in residency come in all sorts of ways and all sorts of tactics. I think you bring up like a great point. Like, I guess they're not as rigid or closed as we, I guess, expect them or assume them to be, you know, and and that's okay. Like a lot of these relationships, it doesn't necessarily have to be like just your residency relationships, but even going back to like your relationships or medical school or even before that, like I still kind of have a very strong relationship with my friend before medical school. And sometimes I need that. So like being open to the concept that like it can be just kind of wherever like you've had the community and it can come and go and that's okay but it also like is there for a reason like we've made these relationships for a reason we have these like close friends for a reason and we can rely on them and they don't necessarily have to be around us 24 7 but we can use that as support and I think the other thing that I think about is I guess originally like thinking about like starting medical school, there was a lot of pressure that, oh, I need to find a community as like soon as I can. And I think part of that comes from the fear that I don't want to be isolated. I don't want to be alone, you know. And so I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to find a community fast. And I may have jumped into relationships like looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? Like it just purely came out of pressure. And I think just even now, like going into residency, I want to give myself that grace that it's okay if that community doesn't happen from the very beginning. I don't have to have all these friends and connections from the very beginning. And it's okay that it may take some time. I shouldn't pressure myself or feel the pressure to not be alone. Because in reality, like I shouldn't like just even like looking back at the relationships I've made from medical school and like where I am today. Yeah, I would definitely say the biggest thing is, you know, be well within yourself first because residency is isolating. That's, I think, something that a lot of residents feel. But once you're well within yourself, you will be able to motivate yourself, push yourself to outreach for the connections that you need in order to whatever it is, whether it's to commiserate or to get over something and, you know, whatever it may be. But if you don't find that fire within yourself, if you don't find that wellness within yourself, sometimes it's hard to get yourself off that couch and go out there and try to get that connection. Because at the end of the day, we're humans. And I think sometimes or maybe all the time the system forgets that, you know, it's not normal to be awake 24 hours plus. It's not normal to be thrown into these really chaotic situations and you're just, you know, MD day two, you know, it's not normal. It's not normal to assume that this person, now that they have an MD behind their name, suddenly knows all of medicine. Obviously, we do not know everything about medicine. Obviously, we are human. We, on micro level, tend to forget that within ourselves and within others. And we forget that, you know, everybody else is also working just as hard and trying their best. 
not to put a gloom on residency. <laughs> I really love what you said about really like knowing a bit more. I can't summarize it as beautifully as you said at all, but really just trying to understand yourself and grounding yourself as you try to build new relationships. Because I do think when I reflect back about the evolution of my relationships in medical school, I realized that things started progressing and I started finding people when I felt I wasn't forcing myself to find people. But what I was really doing was I was just centering on the connections that I already had because there was a point first year of medical school where I was just focusing a lot more on like talking with like my friends from college, even if it was long distance, maintaining connections with my friends from when I was doing research and in high school and really like spending a lot more time like devoting energy into things to like build myself up and working on like advocacy work and finding things that I was passionate about. And through those things, that's how I ended up finding the people that gravitated towards me. And it's something that I sometimes forget about that. And just hearing what you said, Lean, really like helps me like remember this fact and know like this is like really true. This is something that I've experienced, but sometimes it's so easy in new moves and in vulnerable states to get swept up and forget that you've experienced it and that you've learned from it. No, absolutely. And the people that you connect with, the people that you have conversations with, these are the conversations that also keep me grounded as well. They keep me, you know, down to earth. And I feel like sometimes in residency, when you're bogged down, seeing so many patients, you almost forget that whole connection and you forget to be that person who connects with patients. I was telling my program director the other day, I was like, they used to call me the patient whisperer in first year. I could go up to the most agitated, aggravated patient and just get them to calm down and talk to me. And I was telling him, I was like, I don't think I can do that now. Like what's going on? And we talked about how responsibilities shift during residency and change and that it's still within you. But at the same time, you know, under a different stress, it might not be showing as much. You know, that's when I went back to Harjeet and I was just ranting with Harjeet and telling her, about these things and recognizing that as well, recognizing those changes. When you feel like your passion is not being fulfilled completely, being able to verbalize it, discuss it with your support system is so important. And so, you know, always remember those people that you have these conversations with, the ones who can relate to you with these conversations with and touch base with them. So I don't know. I mean, there's so many changes that go on within your brain and residency and you, it just forms you. It really changes you. Wow. I guess we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a rant. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I am excited for all there is to come with residency, you know, and obviously we have you and Harjeet and Margot to help kind of talk to us throughout all of this. But for everyone else listening, this is why we have these conversations. We trying to portray, I guess, the journeys that we've had so far, like whether in medical school or residency and what we've learned for that and like how we've supported each other and how we can support you guys, right? My takeaway from this is just, you know, being open, going into residency, going into the communities, and I think grounding ourselves and um, reflecting on who we are and where we've come and our passions and having people to remind us that if sometimes we can't remind ourselves that, right? Um, I don't know. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I think that was very beautifully said. I like it. Okay. Well, thank you everyone who's been listening. If you are doing a big move or a small move or anything, you know, I think honestly, even just starting residency from your home can be a change. Share with us on Instagram at bundle of hers, you know, and tell us your story. You could get a pin. This is power from identity. And we hope that you continue to listen to us and to our stories and wherever you podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see you next time. 
Bye. Power in identity. <laughs> yes, love that. That's exactly what ran through my head when I heard that. 